0: This is CPX number 47, the Kingdom of God. We are in prayer, part 5 in the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, CPX, page 49 to 51. Question and answers number 15 to 22. God give you his peace, and nomine patris Spiritus spiritu amen. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of truth, who art present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good and source of all life, come dwell on us, cleanse us, and save us, you who are all good. In omnipotenti spiritu sancti, Amen. Question number fifteen: What do we mean by the kingdom of God? Answer: By the kingdom of God, we mean a threefold spiritual kingdom: that is, the reign of God in us, or the reign of grace; the reign of God on earth, or the Holy Catholic Church, and the reign of God in heaven or Paradise. Number sixteen: In the words, "Thy kingdom come," what do we ask with regard to grace? Answer, with regard to grace, we beg that God may reign in us by his sanctifying grace, by which he deigns to dwell within us as a king in his palace, and that he may keep us ever united to himself by the virtues of faith, hope, and charity, through which he reigns over our intellect, our heart, and our will. Number 17, in the words thy kingdom come, what do we ask regarding the church? Answer, regarding the church... We ask that she may be spread and propagated ever more and more throughout the world for the salvation of mankind. Number 18, in the words, Thy kingdom come, what do we ask regarding heaven? Answer, regarding heaven, we beg to be one day admitted into that paradise for which we were created and where we shall be perfectly happy. Number 19, what do we ask in the third petition, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Answer, in the third petition, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we beg the grace to do the will of God in all things by obeying His commandments as promptly as the angels and saints obey Him in heaven. And we also beg the grace to correspond to divine inspirations and to live resigned to the will of God should He send us tribulations. Number 20, is it necessary to do the will of God? Answer, it is as necessary to do the will of God as it is to work out our salvation, because Jesus Christ has said that they alone who have done the will of his Father shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Number 21, in what way can we know the will of God? We can know the will of God especially by means of the church and of the spiritual superiors appointed by God to guide us along the way of salvation. We may also learn his most holy will from the divine inspirations that come to us, and from the very surroundings in which the Lord has placed us. Number 22. Should we always recognize the will of God in adversity as well as in prosperity? Answer both in prosperity and adversity, we should always recognize the will of God who directs or permits all things for our good. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. Okay, so today, let's just look at number 15. What do we mean by the kingdom of God? Answer: by the kingdom of God, we mean a threefold spiritual kingdom. That is the reign of God in us, or the reign of grace, the reign of God on earth, or the holy Catholic church, and the reign of God in heaven, also called paradise. Now, please notice that this is about being united to God and others through grace. We're not united to God and others through human dignity. That's everyone's theological catchphrase the past 60 years. Now, human dignity is important But it won't save you. Only grace will. There was an old priest at my seminary who is a lot of people's spiritual director and he said, the most important thing is that you are always in sanctifying grace. I agree with him. God rest his soul. He was a good holy Jesuit. And he meant that if you have mortal sin on your soul, repent and confess. And if you're living in sanctifying grace, persevere in that. Why? Because without sanctifying grace, you're going to be kept out of the kingdom, which is everything. And what is the kingdom? That's the topic of today's podcast. That's the topic of the Pope's section of the Catechism. Three things that he told us today one, the interior life of grace, two, the Catholic Church, and three, heaven, which he also calls paradise in the Italian and probably the Latin too. But anyway, notice that if the kingdom were only the last of those, namely heaven, we would not say on earth as it is in heaven. But we do say that in the Our Father, and the kingdom of God on earth is two things the Catholic Church, And those living in sanctifying grace. Now, even though we can't look around and know who's in grace and who's not, it's kind of more of a Protestant idea of the invisible community of believers. The Catholic Church is a visible kingdom where we have not only a hierarchy and visible physical sacraments, but we also have built the greatest system of hospitals, churches, schools, and orphanages in the history of the world. Now, a lot of all that goodness seems eclipsed by all the corruption, all the bad news that we keep seeing but even that, heaven warned us about the corruption that would be coming. In fact, it used that term in eclipsed church. I think it was both Blessed Catherine Emmerich and maybe Our Lady of La Salette who used that term. It's an interesting term because the church remains unchangeable even in this mystery of eclipse, this mystery of great iniquity that we are seeing with so many church scandals. It means the church still exists and is indefectible in her divine aspect, but in the human aspect, maybe going through her crucifixion right now. Archbishop Vigano recently went so far as to say, The Church of Christ, which not only subsists in the Catholic Church, but is exclusively the Catholic Church, is only obscured and eclipsed by a strange, extravagant church established in Rome, according to the vision of Blessed and Catholic Emmerich. It coexists like wheat with the tear in the Roman Curia. In dioceses, in parishes. Now, at the beginning of that, that was Archbishop Vigano's correction of Lumen Gentium, some document that says that the Catholic Church subsists in the Catholic Church. No, says Archbishop Vigano, the Church of Christ is exclusively the Catholic Church. The second part of that quote from Archbishop Vigano is a reference to Christ's parable with the wheat and the weeds, or tares, as he said. Now, this is a reflection of the parable our Lord said, implying that all those in grace and those in mortal sin would be all together in the kingdom of the Catholic Church until the angels come and throw the ladder in the fire. Our Lord's words, not mine. So notice, this is how the Catholic view of the kingdom is different from the Protestant view. Namely, that we Catholics believe those in sanctifying grace and those in mortal sin are often worshiping under the same roof. Now, of course, again, we don't know who's in grace, nor are we supposed to know uh, since we're not called to judge others. And, of course, every single Catholic not living in grace still has the chance until the end of his life to turn to Jesus, to repent, and to make a good confession. But here's the thing. Even though we cannot judge hearts, we can and must judge actions, especially of public figures, just as the saints say so, so as to protect ourselves and our families from their bad policies and bad teachings. And when we hear people in the hierarchy teach against the Catholic faith, we must realize we ourselves will go from being wheat, please God, we're wheat, to weeds if we follow them into their errors. So how do you know if you're wheat or weeds? Well, for one, you believe what the Catholic Church has taught in every century. Now, of course, doing that now in 2021 will make you feel very lonely Since the divine aspect of the church is so clouded by the human aspect of the church, again to quote Archbishop Vigano directly, "quote obscured and eclipsed by a strange, extravagant church established in Rome." End quote. That's an Archbishop of the Catholic Church, not me. Of course, there is no such thing as one human fraternity that leads to salvation. That's ridiculous. Why? Because Jesus is the only way to the Father, and He established a kingdom of these three parts as we learn today the reign of grace in your heart the catholic church and heaven now here's some really good news for you satan cannot take any of those three that i just named from you if you stay in grace if you hold fast to traditional catholicism you see god has made us for these times god knew you would be born in fact he affected with an e he affected your birth in the 20th or 21st century whenever you were born knowing you would be facing this worldwide lockdown and an eclipsed church with so many scandals, both sixth and ninth commandment and doctrinal. And God knew in his eternity, we could say he knows we are going through this political turmoil, not just in Washington, D.C., but essentially the whole world. He saw this from all of time. It's not like he saw it ahead of time. He is an eternity seeing it all as one single event. And God has armed you with all the graces necessary for resisting heresy, and following Jesus Christ in apostolic Catholicism. St. John of the Cross wrote, The Lord has always revealed to mortals the treasures of his wisdom and spirit, but now that the face of evil bears itself more and more, so does the Lord bear his treasures more. That is, dichos, or sayings, number one. Now, he said that in the 16th century. How much more for today? is our Lord bearing his treasures for us who persevere through these very, very dark times. That means you can continue the kingdom of God by corresponding to the movements of grace which gets you to heaven and builds the kingdom around you even in ways you never expected, even if the visible aspect or certain visible aspects of the Catholic Church are eclipsed. St. Athanasius once wrote in a similar crisis, quote, they have the buildings but we have the faith, end quote. And we might be in those times again. Finally, since doing the will of God is connected to the kingdom, let's just close with number 19 today. Quote, we beg the grace to do the will of God in all things by obeying his commandments as promptly as the angels and saints obey him in heaven. And we also beg the grace to correspond to divine inspirations and to live resigned to the will of God, should he send us tribulations, end quote. And please say an Our Father for me. Et benedictio Dei Omnipotentis, Patris sapientiae et spiritu sancti descendit supervos et maniat semper. Amen.